0: Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week Magazine and WhatToWatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday, the 11th of February 2022, including The Brit Box Who Done It Magpie Murders, starring Leslie Manville. And CBBC's Oliver Twist prequel, Dodger, featuring Christopher Eccleston as Fagin.
0: We'll also be looking at real-life drama Inventing Anna, starring Ozark's Julia Garner as socialite Forster Anna Delvey, And looking at tiny houses in crafty Discovery Plus competition Best in Miniature. But first, Ian, what is in the news?
1: Jodie Foster and Annette Bening are going to co-star in the Netflix biopic Niad, which is all about 64-year-old Diana Nyad, who became the first person to swim from Cuba to Florida without a shark cage. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Oh, i got anything to do with the sharks. I'm watching that. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> been in the news a lot recently, um, in Apple TV Plus' animation Luck, which airs this August, and the Hollywood legend will lend her voice to the captain, who is head of security in the magical land of Luck, where previously luckless Sam finds herself.
1: Second good week in a row. We're going to start off with a new whodunit called Magpie Murders, which arrives on BritBox on the 10th of February. It's a six-part series starring Leslie Manville. And here's a clip. Chapter one. There were many who considered Atticus Punt to be the world's greatest detective. I had dinner with him last night. And? He's finished it.
0: Magpie Murders. There's no last chapter. It's missing the last chapter. Who done it without the ending? It's not even worth the paper, it won't be printed on.
1: So, this looks rather good. It's based on a book by Foyle's War creator Anthony Horowitz, who has adapted it for TV and he's had to kind of restructure it because it's sort of book within a book. The setup is that Leslie Manville, who, as you know, is one of my all time favorite actors, she plays a book editor called Sue Ryland and The star author at her publishing company, called Alan Conway, Uh, he's created this fictional detective called Atticus Pund. Sort of, I suppose he's a bit like a kind of Poirot-type figure. Anyway, his whole world is set in the 1950s. And the latest Atticus Pund book, Magpie Murders, is about to come out. So Sue's very excited. She gets the manuscript. The last chapter is missing. Then the writer, who is not a very nice character, is found dead at his home. She decides to investigate, and she discovers all these strange parallels between the real world in which the author died and the fictional world described in his book. Does that make sense? (laughs) 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 Anyway, it's, it's really cleverly done. So they cut between... Sue, who has a... she's got a Greek lover. She's quite a sort of stylish and free-spirited woman. uh, And the fictional world of magpie murder. So you've got uh, Danny Mays, the wonderful Danny Mays. He's playing a real-life detective who Sue is dealing with. And also in the 1950s magpie murders sections, he's also playing a detective there. (laughs) And there are lots of these little similarities. It's really cleverly put together. It's got a good cast. Um, I love Leslie Manville. She's always good and she's great in this. So, um, yeah, I think it looks it looks terrific. And it's just a really enjoyable Agatha Christie style whodunit, but with an ingenious twist. I don't know if you've read the book, Hannah, but what did you think of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I every time you sort of hear about a new murder mystery film or series or whatever... You kind of think, OK, being there, done there, how can you make it any different? And, and I think the twist is probably what makes this. And I think even if you've read the book, it's, it's, it's quite true to the book. It's quite clever because it's kind of like a story of two halves, isn't it? So it's, it's, um, it is well done. And I don't think it is sort of um, it's going to let anyone down because actually it delivers on a lot of fronts. So it's got that whole, like you say, the kind of Agatha Christie part. So I'm kind of looking at it through the lens of each generation and who's going to like this. And actually, I think it will capture quite a wide audience in actual fact. You don't need to have read the book, but if you have read the book, that's also okay. So I think, yeah, I I think it's a big tick. I I think it's it's, it's one to watch.
1: Speaking of books, you're going to tell us about... uh, a new series on CBBC and iPlayer which is inspired by a very famous book, Oliver Twist, and it's called Dodger.
0: If we don't walk,
1: we don't get food. If we don't get food, we don't eat. If we don't eat, we starve. And if we starve, we die. I want right. Dodger dead.
0: Before you, I was just a boy who nixed up now I'm a legend it stars none other than Billy Jenkins and Christopher Eccleston so um this is I mean obviously everybody knows Oliver Twist or I'd like to think everybody knows the story of Oliver Twist but this kind of imagines or reimagines what that looked like prior so this is this is a prequel this is before that happened um and so and and I think it's interesting that it lands on CBBC I think this is going to be a massive hit it's really um lots of quite a lot of money thrown at this I'd say in terms of um not not the locations but the kind of the the way they're they, they were the way they've pulled it all together I suppose and of course also the cast so we're kind of following these pickpockets these these lads on on the street and um as I say, imagines kind of a backstory for this larger than life petty crim- criminal and the rest of Fagan's band of thieves before the events of Charles Dickens' classic novel of Oliver Twist. So it's set in the 1830s in Victoria, England, um, and each episode, um, it's 10 parts by the way, and each episode has a standalone adventure. So you know, you have some lovely backdrops like Buckingham Palace, um, and you see them on the streets having to steal to eat if they don't eat they'll starve and if they if they starve they'll die and you kind of I suppose it it kind of warms you to or gives you an idea of what life is like for them so I, I mean it I think it's really really good and I think that it will um it's quite clever the way it sort of leads into the story that we all sort of know no and love, if you like. Did Did you like
1: it, I did, and I agree with you. When When I knew it was a CBBC production, I thought, well, I'm probably not going to get that much out of this. But it's great. Uh, as you say, mm. it, it's, it's the backstory of the Artful Dodger. So we start off, uh, he is working in a mill for this really horrible factory owner. He escapes, and uh, he ends up in London, where he falls in with uh, Fagin, who is brilliantly played, <laughs> I must say, by Christopher Eccleston. He's terrific. <laughs> and it, it's created by Rhys Thomas and Lucy Montgomery, and they're both in it. And it's got some terrific cast. It's got people like Danny John jules from Red Dwarf. It's got David Threlfall, who you might not recognise. He's got a big beard. Um I think I spotted Alexi Sale as well in the trailer. So, yeah, it's great fun. It's really well done. What I particularly liked is that uh, everyone's got very bad teeth because it annoys me when you see these period <laughs> dramas where everyone's got beautiful pearly white but yeah i thought it was great fun uh, the sets and costumes are terrific it's, it's got a real sense of fun and adventure about it as well and and just some quite unusual adventures that they get involved in unusual settings so yeah i was uh, pleasantly surprised
0: you're so right about the teeth though that is so standout and at it, it, such a young age their teeth are already rotten <laughs>
1: <laughs> now i've got something rather different to tell you about it's arriving on discovery plus from friday the 11th of february and it's a new series called best in miniature here's a clip in an epic competition of tiny proportions. Make it many. 11 elite miniaturists from around the world. Oh my gosh, I am here. Compete to craft their dream homes, one tiny room at a time.
0: Here we go. So painful. Constructing painstakingly detailed houses in the tiniest of scales in just mere hours.
1: So many people have tried to apply the Bake Off formats to different skills and hobbies haven't they Hannah we've seen the the one about beer making recently there's been one about carpentry this is a really good spin on it so this is a competition in which these highly skilled artists build miniature houses they're kind of like dolls houses really but these are like these are high-end I mean you will not believe how incredible they are um, it is an American series, but one of the judges is a Brit and one of the competitors is a Brit. So you will feel, perhaps you'll feel a bit more engaged in it. They, the winner will get $10,000 and they'll get a residency. At, I can't quite remember it, but it's, it's some kind of institute of miniaturists anyway. So the sort of things we're going to see, episode one, they have to build the exterior. They each decide on a design and and episode one is they're building the exterior of their homes well one's a new york townhouse one's a medieval fantasy home there's a mid-century modern house there's an american east coast style house a 19th century doll house a shipping container home so it's a bit like kind of grand designs but on a tiny scale and just the detail they put in they have things like plants and mailboxes they have to have working windows some of them are sash windows so these are very complicated builds, and I am um, guessing that as it as it goes on, they'll be doing sort of room by room. They'll be filling it with furniture and decoration. So, yeah, I mean, I was amazed. I I've, I found it fascinating. Yeah, I can't wait to see. I mean, they 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 achieve a lot in the first episode with the exterior. They already look incredible. One unfortunate contestant. They're supposed to do it. I think the scale is is one twelfth, um, and. Uh, <laughs> They have a figure, a sort of doll figure that's to scale to make sure that they can get through the door and it's all the right scale. And unfortunately, (laughs) one of them had the door far too small. So things aren't looking good for her. But yeah, I I really liked it. You'd be amazed at at just the incredible things that they're able to produce on a tiny scale, you know, kitchen units toilets bathrooms you name it everything you can think of that goes in into a home but all very stylish oh my favorite i think also is one of them's doing a haunted house as well which is a bit adam's family-esque so yeah i just i didn't think there was anything left that you could you could use the baker formula on but there is and this is it and it's great what did you think hannah
0: these I love these programs I love things like this there doesn't seem to be many damp scripts does it when it comes to things like this it just is truly brilliant because it is it hones in on on people's expertise and their creativity and I suppose I I suppose we kind of have those creative brains but I I absolutely love the way they get so involved and they're so capable they're so clever they're so brilliant and it just makes you realize that none of them are, are famous um maybe not likely to be and yet they're really really talented and um, it never as I say it never fails to amaze me that whether it's you know bake off with the children who are so incredibly talented at such a young age or doing something like this where you make houses it's absolutely brilliant whether it's the haunted house or whether whatever it is they're putting every bit of love and energy and everything they've got into it and I just I just look on in awe to be honest with you because you just you just will them um, to do well and you know, like say when the door doesn't fit or you know like in I don't know uh, Great Possibly Throwdown or something like that when the, the the they put the light underneath and the light shining out in the wrong place or what have you you think oh no because it's just actually so brilliant so no I great love of it I think I think it's a, it's a, it's really good
1: yeah it also slightly reminded me of that terrifying horror movie Hereditary in which uh, Tony Collette's character she's an artist who does create these miniature interiors didn't she anyway Mm. that's by the by Uh, you're now going to tell us about another new series hannah arriving on netflix on friday the 11th of february and it's called inventing anna i might have a story her name is anna delvey or Anna Sorokin, no one's sure. She's either a rich German
0: heiress or she's flat broke. The charges are insane. Anna committed real white collar felonies while posing as a socialite in an attempt to steal millions of dollars. Hi Anna. I just had some questions.
1: I have a question. What's you wearing? You look poor.
0: Yes it is on Netflix. So this is based on the true story of Anna Delvey. Um... A fake. This is just brilliant, by the way. This is just so me. When you watch it, it's just so me. The fake German heiress turned media sensation. So it's a it's a six part drama, and it explores how Anna, whose real name is Anna Sorokin, managed to trick some of New York's wealthiest socialites into believing she's a billionaire heiress with a very hefty trust fund. I mean, almost impossible, right? Not so. Apparently not. Um, she's played by Julia, um, Garner. I remember her from Ozark and Modern Love um, and she plays alongside Anna Klumsky who plays Vivian who's the journalist. This is where it gets interesting you see because I see myself as the journalist and I've got a lot to prove and I need to go out there, I need to find this true story. So she's out there, she wants to make a name for herself, this journalist and she's going to investigate this incredibly intriguing case by which point of course you know Anna is already um, in a cell and um, this is all being investigated and looked into. And and what's interesting about this is you see quite a different relationship come about. So the journalist at first, you know, if it is intrigued by this, wants to make a name for herself, wants to get ahead, goes to meet her. And of course, if you can do something like this, you're quite a clever, intriguing, ferocious, ambitious character, and Anna certainly is. And they have this sort of love-hate bond. Um and and sh- you see their relationship grow as Anna awaits um, trial for fraud and theft. But at no point does Anna lose her spark, <laughs> and her put downs are absolutely you know they could they they could, they're like a knife through uh through butter really. And so it, I I think it's um for me I absolutely loved it. I don't know if it was one for you Ian, but for me it was just um I identified with the journalist wanting to do what she's trying to do, but the the whole story of Anna is just quite unbelievably unbelievable and yet it's true
1: I agree it is an incredible true story and I think we always like these dramas about people kind of getting away with it con artists a bit like that one um catch me if you can the Tom Hanks Leonardo DiCaprio so it's a fascinating premise based on a true story, and I have to say, I absolutely love Julia Garner in Ozark, which, as you know, I've been binging on. She plays Ruth Langdon. So, at first, I didn't recognise her in this because she doesn't have that sort of blonde, permed hair that she has in Ozark. Um, I didn't particularly like the framing device, which is the journalist kind of pitching the story to her editor and then her home life. I found her annoying and I, I wasn't really interested in whether or not she got the story, and I wasn't interested in her home life. What I am interested in is the Anna Delvey story. And I think we're going to get more into that after episode one, after all this setup. Mm. The accent that uh, Julia Garner is using is, is odd. You immediately think, this sounds really weird. And she's explained that because, well, Anna speaks English, but she's there's a bit of German in there and there's a bit of Russian. So she was posing as a German heiress, but she's actually Russian. So the accent is a bit odd and initially kind of off-putting, <laughs> I must say. Yeah. But yeah, it's great because the, the people, well, I say great, the people she was conning were very wealthy people and also kind of very high-end hotels. And, and she just, I don't know how she managed to get away with it. It seems as if you, if you, convince people that you are wel- wealthy yourself they will lend you a lot of money <laughs> and let you get she <laughs> just got away with murder really so yeah also finding out how she did that is is fascinating so yeah i think it's um it's something a bit different um and it looks promising yeah definitely i think we're missing a trick here i think in. we are no one would ever <laughs> no one would ever believe that i was wealthy <laughs> Now, we've got to that point where you tell us what you've been binging on, Hannah. So, please reveal your choices.
0: Well, you know what? We kind of touched on it earlier. The Great Pottery Throwdown's back on. I don't know if you've been watching uh-huh. it, but I absolutely love it. Um, I can't get enough of it. I think they're brilliant, and I love shows like this, so I'm going to be binging on the other one probably soon, too.
1: On your recommendation, we got through all of the latest Junior Bake Off, which is just a pure delight. Isn't
0: it brilliant? Aren't they clever?
1: Wonderful. Lola was my favourite. Isn't she hilarious? Uh, I've been trawling through (laughs) the American office still. I've got through all of Cheer now, the Cheerleader series on Netflix, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, so I've been hitting Netflix pretty hard. We've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. So what's on the agenda, Brenda?
0: Well, Will Smith... He is producing Bel-Air, which is a gritty new version of his '96, sitcom, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which uh, you and I are not old enough to remember. I mean, yes, we are. Um, and that's on Peacock on Sky.
1: Good. I may get you to reproduce the rap from the opening credits. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> on
1: Alibi, uh, Martin Compton, of course, from Line of Duty, and Molly Windsor from Three Girls. They are back in series two of the forensic crime drama Traces. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime...